0: Hey, welcome back to Sermon Notes. I'm Amy Jo Girardier, and...
1: My name's Garrett Gregory.
0: And we have Jay Strother with us. Hey,
1: what's up, everybody? So, Not just Jay Strother. It's yep. been a big weekend.
0: It has been.
2: The good you doctor has arrived. Yes. Dr. Jay Strother hey. in the house. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Just Jay, though. That'll still work. It's a big deal. Just think, Jay. Just Jay. Just Jay. Double J.
0: That's awesome. Just Jay. I mean, it's a big moment, so... Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, so... Yeah.
2: Glad to be done. Uh mm. grateful for all the support. And uh you reach a point that you just want to get that diploma. Yeah. So but it's been good.
0: That's awesome.
2: We're gonna play a game as we kick off.
0: That's why I have Of
2: course
1: we are. My
0: Christmas hat. We're gonna headband? keep it. <laughs> Sorry.
1: AJ's voice is going. I so am. if you I'm see the water, bit, she's gonna I'm yeah.
0: gonna sip. We're not sponsoring it. This is generic water.
1: Generic. Mm. It's not in a in a lie. Garrett needs Athlete. a headband that says Holly. 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 Well, what is your? It does say Holly.
0: It, it says jolly. jolly.
1: Oh, I can't see the other side. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Maybe I do. Are Maybe the I lights do. not on? They I mean, are. Okay. Oh, you just, yeah. Is that just changed? Changed? Oh, you can change the speed.
0: Yeah. It's like, we're out of really control. Fast. Is that out of control right now? Yeah. All right. Is that better?
1: Here's the game. No, this is good. Here's okay. the game. I'm going to say one word, and I just need your first reaction, hmm. and oh. we're just going to power through. Dangerous. They're all dangerous. Christmas it is words. dangerous. Christmas. First word. Christmas edition.
2: First thing you think of, Jolly. Holly. Oh. Fruitcake, <laughs> mm. of the devil, <laughs> amen. I actually talked about fruitcake in my sermon yesterday. We I listened. We're required. Oh, was really good. look at look that! that was good. Uh, Christmas Eve, uh,
1: candlelight. Uh, oh yeah. Agreed. Uh, fave Christmas tradition. Mm. Christmas Eve, same. Same. I like it. Uh, fake tree, live tree. Fake. Why? Practical. Clear or multicolored lights. Clear all the way. Okay. Outside the house and inside? Yes. Fair. Coffee or no coffee? Lots of coffee. Mm. Black. Favorite spot in Spring Hill for coffee for you? What's your go to? Uh the fainting goat. Fainting goat. All right. You take it cowboy coffee, just straight black? Straight black. Okay. No cream, no sugar. Nothing. It's disgusting. All right, is that a, okay? We're just going to pause the game. Uh, is that something that took you like thirty days of I'm going to try this every day until I like it? What was that like? How old were you? It
2: was a progression. Was I, was in, I, was, <laughs> I was in my thirties. I probably was. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> a mission trip okay. Kenya. I was like, I really want to taste like the authentic coffee, and really? I don't want all the other stuff in it. And then I was like, I like this, and so right. I kept doing it. Okay. Funny story, COVID, right? Still can't taste and smell. All things have never come back for me. But coffee has actually become richer. Like I can, when people used to be like, there's notes of, you know, this, and there's a hint of this. And I was like, whatever, it's just coffee. I can actually detect that now.
0: That's
2: a gift. So it's like a a superpower that I acquired because of COVID. (laughs) It's interesting. Thank you, COVID. Yeah. Yeah, how many times have we said that? Never, never. But how about that?
1: <laughs> I say COVID. What do you, no, uh, let's move on. Uh, hot chocolate, marshmallows. No, no,
2: no, no sugar.
0: Ugh. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, you're saying no to hot chocolate. No,
2: no to hot chocolate. Period. Just give me black coffee.
0: That's problematic. Did you never have hot chocolate as a child?
2: We maybe, we did. Maybe it was just the packets. Wait, where maybe, it was? maybe, where are you maybe from? Paula <laughs> didn't give you the right hot chocolate? <laughs> maybe, maybe not, but no. Hot chocolate in well, England? well, but my mom did trick us, like things like she called <laughs> sweet tea, right? She would put like a fourth of a cup of sugar in a gallon of tea. And then I moved to the south huh. and discovered, right? It was like two cups in a gallon of sweet. So so my mom, I, I think our Could taste be. buds were just conditioned to yeah. not love things that were super sweet. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a bitter old man as well. <laughs> I don't know, do but the anyway. Blood.
0: Coffee, yes.
2: All-State Choir. Oh, Amy Jo Girardian. There it is. So, yes. it's because we were in the All-State, Illinois Baptist, All-State Youth Choir together. That's right. Praise God. That's right. From whom all blessings flow. We, Amen. Uh,
0: we went on tour one year. That's right. Was it the Washington, D.C. tour or no? Yes, I can't
2: Washington, D.C. and then mm-hmm. up through, like, Niagara Falls and, you That's know. That's right. Yes.
0: Yeah, we... Was that the year that, like, Alan Mashburn had us, ushered us onto the the steps of the Capitol? Correct. And we weren't really supposed to gather there. I think
2: you're right. And we didn't so have a permit.
0: we got kicked off of the steps, yeah. our, yeah. like, 100-person choir. Should I not <laughs> share that? Anyway. Silly
1: Alan. Silly uh, Alan. A bunch of rebels. I
0: know. So good. Church
1: choir kids. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Christmas carols. Yay or nay? Yay. Okay, I was, So I was thinking. Let me lead you to my next question.
2: Caroling. <laughs> Are you going? Are you not going? I will go with the right group of people. A group of people who's really into it is awesome. If you got a bunch of people who are eh, half-hearted, it's not very fun. It's just awkward. It is. Super awkward. Fair enough. Uh, Christmas shopping. In person, online? No, I hate it. In, in, online. Every time.
0: Here, AJ, good. is that true for you, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. Do you like shopping in person?
1: I avoid cool springs at all costs. Yeah, yeah but the, you're a people person. So yeah. I like people but eventually, I mean, eventually you hit the wall and I I like people,
2: I don't like traffic. Gotcha. Um, and my so, game with the mall if I have to go in is can I get in and out quicker than I did last time and which back road yeah. is going to get me there exactly. yep, what, I'm with you
0: I think curbside delivery is a special gift of these days as Agreed. Well. and you can just shop online and then you can go and sit there and have them bring it out to you
1: Target brings it out in a heartbeat They're amazing. and Chelsea said that they'll actually bring you out if that Target has a coffee shop they'll bring you out a coffee when they come if you order it
0: what?
2: That's what I heard. You just made Amy Joe's day. I
0: didn't know that. That's
1: what I heard. You oh just changed goodness. your I'm life. I'm gonna try that. Uh, we're gonna uh, send our fact checker on that. Our pr- I'm production. Go go Dylan. check that, that go right, check right, right now. now. Is that her back? <laughs> it's like I'm out of here. I
0: love it. Okay,
1: Advent arrival. Let's unpack it. Okay. If somebody's uh, jumping on here, us as a church team, we hear that word for a couple months out of the year. Really, November and then heavy in December. If they're just jumping in. We even talked yesterday. I know Mike talked about it here. You talked about it. Uh, if, we mentioned there's two advents, if advent means arrival, can you unpack what's the first one? And what's the second one? Just to set the baseline for the rest of today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So historically, uh, the church centuries ago, right after you know the the first. Christians, began to order their year, not around the secular calendar, but around the life of Christ. Hmm. And so that year, the church year, so to speak, begins with a season called Advent. And of course, Advent means arrival. Yep. Uh, and so there are four weeks in Advent uh, that are designed to lead us in preparation to celebrate the arrival of Christ, which we celebrate at Christmas. And then one thing that people don't realize, right, in the church calendar is Epiphany, is January the 6th, which marks kind of the arrival, the inauguration of as ministry, hence the twelve days of Christmas mm. between December twenty fifth and January the sixth. So awesome. the first arrival, the first advent obviously was the first coming of Jesus, uh in which he came uh born uh to, to Mary and Joseph born in a shepherd's cave in Bethlehem uh yep. under the radar. Uh, nobody knew about it but the shepherds, uh, that kind of thing. But one of the interesting things is that the Bible speaks, of course, of a second advent as well, and that will be the second coming of Christ or his second arrival in which he will come in a very different way, Uh, on a white horse, king of kings, lord of lords. The whole world's going to know about it. The trumpet's going to sound. And so the idea, of course, is we live in this tension as Christians between the two advents, uh, between the first coming and the second coming of Christ.
1: That's good. That leads into...
0: I'm going to take right. off my for <laughs> <laughs> lights a You want me to hold it? For a you second. want to set it right here? Just, you know, I don't want it to be distracting. I'll put them right there. So that leads in right to yep. um, one of our questions that we yep. wanted to ask you about. So okay. the living between the two advents and that tension. Why do you think that is so hard for us as, as people living in between the two?
2: Yeah, that's such happens. a good question. I think there's a number of reasons. I mean, one is we live in a world that's totally about the immediate, what's right before us in the here and now. So you know, in the sermon series, we're, we're going through the book of Isaiah, and one of the gifts of the prophetic, you know, uh, you know, material in the Bible uh, of the prophets is is that God gave them the ability to see through by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, time and space, and as my friend Brian Ball likes to put it, pretense as well, mm-hmm. right, right? To kind of cut through the motives of people. It's like I often use the illustration of prophecy being like a mountain range, right? Mm-hmm. And we're we're that little hiker, and you're at that one little point on the trail, meaning our one little point in history, God gives the prophets the ability to zoom up yep. and see the whole mountain range yep. mm-hmm. to see what is to come and what's ultimately to come right way in the future. Yeah. Uh, and so in that moment for us, it's important for us to know that the, 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 the tension we feel is because we can only see so much of the story. Yeah. God is writing this great big story, you know. But you and I are at this fixed point on the journey right now, bound by time and space, whereas God's not. Yeah. And so we get we get frustrated because we can't see the big picture. Yep. Uh, sometimes we get discouraged because hiking up a mountain is hard, right? <laughs> life is hard at certain points. Uh, and it's why scripture is such a gift to immerse ourselves in it, especially this time of year, yep. uh, because it's easy to feel conflicted emotions. On one hand, we're excited. It's Christmas time. It's about the birth of Jesus. On the other hand, it's like all this stress into yep. the year, all these things we've got to do, all these gifts we've got to buy, you know? Um, and so we inherently feel the tension, which is is true to the Christian life in general, between the already and the not yet.
1: Yeah, it's good. You use the term, and in, in just jumping off on this, meta-narrative yeah. in your talk that went along with, with your, your visual, had the mountain range in it. If you could define meta-narrative
2: mm-hmm. for myself, yep. mm-hmm. how would you define it? Yeah, meta-narrative, meta, right, big, narrative, story, okay. the big story. Okay. We, we all have our own little story that we're living out. And, and again, as I said a moment ago, our world and marketing in particular, right, tries to, to make our world all about us. Yeah. But the big story reminds us that God is writing this grand story. And of course it began in creation. So yep. that's the first movement of the story in which God said, it is good. He created yep. a good world uh, for us. But then in Genesis chapter three, Adam and Eve sinned. And so the fall is the second part of that story. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that we have to spend time with and the prophets again address is this idea that we live in a very broken, fallen world. Yep. Uh, humanity, our sin has broken things, but even creation itself uh, groans under the weight of sin. It doesn't work the way that God intended it to. It still, still reflects his glory, yep. um, but but it doesn't function in its fullness and in its flourishing and in its wholeness. And so what God had to do, of course, was he made a promise to send a Messiah who would, would save us uh, and would ultimately in that first advent. Make a way for us to be reconciled yep. to God, uh, and then, of course, the ultimate promise is that one day in the Second Advent, to tie it all together, love it, Jesus is going to return and bring renewal and restoration in the consummation of all of God's promises. Mm. Love That's it. Awesome. You,
1: you mm-hmm. talked after marinara, marinara, meta, <laughs> blah, 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 meta narrative. You brought up shalom, yeah, um, and almost our icebreaker. We talk when when I say shalom. What does that do to your heart? what What does that say to Jay, um,
2: practically on an everyday level in this Advent season? Yeah, well, it, it to me is the fullness of all God intended, okay. the fullness of all of God's promises. It's one of those words. It's a Hebrew word that we don't have a good English translation for. Historically, we translate it "peace," which in our minds immediately goes to like no war, no strife, no arguing. You know, everybody getting along, which is a part of shalom. Okay. But shalom is actually a deeper, richer biblical concept than that, because it's not only the absence of strife, but it's also the correction of everything that leads us to strife in the first place. It is flourishing, it's wholeness, it's everything working in the way that God intended. It's really the Garden of Eden, mm. uh, if you want to know what shalom yep. is. Uh, and so shalom is mm. this rich, deep biblical you know principle uh, that runs like a thread throughout scripture, because basically back to the meta narrative, right? In creation, God created shalom. We broke it right god brought the 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 forerunner of bringing shalom back to the earth with his son jesus christ and one day it will be returned to shalom again that's hmm. a part of the story is that yeah. this world is going somewhere god's going to renew and restore it all hmm. And so we sing these hymns, right? The, the longings of every human heart, right? Yeah. This time of, of year, you know, in these Christmas hymns, a lot of them are really in picturing shalom, mm-hmm. what it will mean, right? For yeah. Christ to return in the fullness of his kingdom to come that, that was inaugurated in his first coming.
0: So good. I love yeah. stories and you tell really good stories and you know history things. I, I'm, I'm always, <laughs> is it
2: history things? I'm a things? nerd. You what can are? I say?
0: You are. Um, I was always like, How does Jay know all of this stuff? Like before, you know, our team would go on a mission journey, you would be able to like, (laughs) like, did you know that this sidewalk, this very sidewalk, you know, like, and I didn't know that you were reading the books right before we went. (laughs) I really was. I'd get on a plane with a little guidebook. i never listened. Well, in history class, apparently, <laughs> but then you were studying up. Anyway, that leads into my um, my question. It's not on our questions here, but I yeah. love the story that you shared about the um, town during the World War II. Oh, yeah war. Can you share That's that? Absolutely. That was so great. Yeah. Me.
2: So, uh, you know, one of the things I nerded out on as a kid is world war two history. Mm-hmm. one of the little interesting stories I stumbled across, you know, a few years after being a kid, but it was one I, I captured and documented was a story about a, a France, a town in France, um, during the early days of World War II, Germany had occupied part of France, but not yet conquered all of France. So there were parts of of France that lied in occupied territory and parts that were in unoccupied territory. Of course, there's always a boundary somewhere. So in this one particular French village, the gate to the cemetery in the town was in the occupied part and that the Nazis were in control of. Uh, But behind it, leading out into the countryside, was actually unoccupied. The Nazis had not controlled uh, the countryside around that little village yet. So the the people Mm -hmm. in the the town noticed an interesting phenomena, that all of these people would go in the front gate of the cemetery, right, to attend a funeral, <laughs> uh, a burial, but then only a few people would come out. And, and so what was happening, of course, was people were walking in through you know, Nazi-occupied France, but there was an ancient door in the wall in the back of the cemetery. And oh, so they would walk unreal. through the graveyard, and they would walk out into freedom uh, on the backside of the graveyard. And so it's just such a great picture you know, as we think of this journey that we're on and why we struggle in the in-between is because as Christians, God never promises us that we get removed, you know, oh. plucked away from the hard mm-hmm. things of life. That we live in a broken, messy world. We have to go oh. through it. Mm-hmm. But there's a promise, right, that will come out on the other side, you Same know, that thing. He will lead us from our captivity into freedom, that He'll lead us from our bondage of, to sin and decay, right, into uh, a new life and, and new creation.
0: Yeah. I love that story. That was helpful for me. And you also used a, f- a phrase um, when you talked, uh, you were talking about encouraging us to be a people from the future in the here and the now. Can you unpack that a little bit? That
2: sounds real mystical, it right? Sure we are people, people from, from the, the future. future. You know, it's like <laughs> off a sci-fi movie or something. No, the, the point, again, tying it to the meta narrative, is the idea that because we know Christ, you know, in this world, even though this world is still broken, we can live like that ultimate renewal and, and restoration of all things is real because we believe it is, right? Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we know that's what heaven is. That's what the new heaven and the new earth is. And so if we live in the here and now like that is true, then in essence we are bringing the future to bear on the present. I think it's right there in the Lord's Prayer, right? Yeah. Thy kingdom come, yeah. thy will be done on earth, mm-hmm. As it is in heaven. And so part of the rhythm for every believer is, is that we should live as if heaven is real, you know, and not that we're, it's some kind of escapist dream, right? Like we're just hanging on until we get to heaven. But instead we know that as agents, as ambassadors of grace, as agents of the kingdom of God, we are called to bring God's kingdom to bear on whatever sphere of influence he gives us on our homes, on our schools, on our communities, on the world around us. So
0: good.
1: You only get so much time in a sermon each week. Yeah, I know we talk about it a lot. The hardest part is what goes on the cutting room floor <laughs> yeah. the week going in. What, what would, and it could be multiple things. What would you say? Maybe I didn't get to throw that in yesterday, and if I had more time, I'd unpack it. Or if that's a coffee house theology that you'd wait to do that at. Is there something for viewers today that you go, I, w-
2: I would love to add this mm. to yesterday. Yeah, it's great, and it's perfect because it's what we were just talking about. It's the application of that. What does that look like, right, to be a shalom bringer, a shalom carrier into the present? And so I think, you know, there's several aspects that you can explore, you know, in a lot of different dimensions because his applications are endless. But you think about things like I mentioned bringing shalom to the home, Mm -hmm. you know, are our homes places of flourishing, do we really understand that by what God created, right, the covenant relationship between one man, and one woman, right, and then if He blesses them with children, uh, and, and the fact that every Christian home is to be a, a lighthouse in the neighborhood that it's in, right, yep. that our homes are these little communities of shalom yep. that God has placed in a very turbulent, very broken world, yep. you know that that's that's one application. Um, another application, of course, would be and the prophets really get into this, right, justice, yep. right, and 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 being being truth tellers to yeah. the people around us yep. and yet being compassionate showing mercy uh, and so one of the things that Christians can do is we can get involved with messy messy issues we can get involved in hard places why not because we're great or we have all the answers but because we we know the king of kings and lord of lords yep. you know so you think about social issues like racism uh, you think about the breakdown of the home and a lot of what our church is involved right now with foster and adoption yep. ministry um, you know you think about um, the opportunity to to do something about food insecurity in the world. And when we minister to the the, the physical needs of people, what we're saying is is that this is a physical world that God created, and one day there's going to be no more hunger. One day all relationships will be restored and, and be reconciled and be made whole. Right? All of these things are pointers to a greater kingdom than the kingdoms of this world. So I would have spent more time, right, yeah. just fleshing out what that looks like, and that's honestly always my challenge, especially when you're like mm-hmm. in the prophets, and there's so much context to unpack. There's a lot there, yeah, there's a lot there. That's awesome.
0: That's good. Love it. Yeah.
1: How can we going through this week? How can we pray for you?
2: Yeah. Well, man, it's it's Advent, uh, meaning the arrival, uh, holy days are holidays. Mm-hmm. And so I think as pastors and ministers, um, you know, we, we're always trying to be sure that we're in the word so that we're able to feed the people who are drawn this time yeah. of year. Yeah. Uh, I know this weekend, you know, we had our Christmas concerts. Say, uh, yeah, weekend. man, big weekend. Great. <laughs> and our family uh, Christmas experience was this weekend as well. So, um, you know, just a couple thousand people on our campus and just, man, sowing those seeds of the good news because, you know, the Christmas season draws something. I think there's a longing in every human heart that God puts there. Yeah. And yep. there's something about the songs. There's something about that that longing, the hope um, that we really have an opportunity to speak the gospel into people's lives during this this season yep. Yep. in a unique way. So I think just praying for that, yep. uh, that, that is, as a team will be full so that out of the overflow, you know, God will use his word to draw people to him during this season. And it won't just be a, man, we're just trying to survive the holidays. Instead, people are really finding that new and abundant life we've been talking about today. Love
0: it. And Christmas is on a Sunday this year. It is. It almost makes it a little bit different when... Are you guys doing anything we, different, or yeah?
2: Well, we we're doing one service, so just that's, man, it's just a big family service. Yeah, uh, it's going to be very kid centric because we're going to have kids in the room with us, which I actually oh, yeah. love. You yeah. know, intergenerational King Christmas
0: is kids centric, right? So, Baby centric. Yeah, Jesus. that's see, exactly right. See what I did there? That's yeah. You did
2: there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're going to celebrate that, you know. And I think um, one of the things that if we're not careful, right, we always want to kind of overdo it, overblow it. But again, just reminding people of the greatest story ever told, yeah, and allowing. The the word to do the work and allow the gospel to be the gospel uh, and reminding them of, of that great truth right Emmanuel God with us yeah, yeah. the word became flesh and dwelt among us that's like so to good. just allow our hearts to be captured by the wonder and mystery of that's amazing that's good Yeah, that's really good I appreciate it I was just thinking listen to
1: the sermon of how and I know we're not I know it's Part of Christmas has become the materialistic aspect of it. But just to, when, the way you unpack shalom in the talk. If you haven't heard the talk yet, go find that. If you go to Brentwood Baptist website, click on Station Hill, listen to Jay's talk. Um, there's how you unpack shalom, I think, in some ways, it's, you know, I'm, we got three kids. I'm trying to make sure, okay, that gets taken care of, <laughs> that gets taken mm-hmm. care of. That's and right. Christmas, unknowingly, mm. can become so materialistic, um, even if we don't want it to be. Yeah. And just those things can almost be put in the place of where Jesus brings us peace. We think those items will bring us some sort of shalom in some way. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciated what you said, man. I, I'm still thinking about it. So thanks for your preaching. Thanks yeah. for studying yeah. hard. And yeah. I know you had a crazy weekend. weekend. Yeah. Christmas Eve services in
2: abundance. That's Coming right. Up. we got four of Woo. them. So come okay. hang out with us if you're in the Spring Hill, Thompson Station, Columbia area, 1030, 2 o'clock, 330, 5 o'clock. All right. Say that one more time. 1030, 2, 330, 5. You find it on their website
1: as well. Um, Again, thanks to Dr. Jay Strother, or just Jay, (laughs) coming in. But congratulations again. Yeah, That's a big deal. But Merry Christmas to all of you. Hit the Mm -hmm. subscribe button. We're here. We're going to keep rolling out these podcasts. And uh, Jay, thanks again for your time. Always uh, fun to
2: be with you guys. Merry
1: Christmas to you, brother. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all as well. Have a great day.